Welcome everyone to another episode of the Happy Cast. Uh, this week uh, we have yours truly, Dylan Roof, kicking us off uh, alongside the wonderful Andrew Marvin, who's uh, a little low on the gas today, but uh, we're glad he's with us. You're coming in all spicy and sensual. Like I'm, I'm going <laughs> to join you in that. That is very hot, and oh I'm a God. straight man. Not that it matters, <laughs> but keep keep it going. I'm sorry. I'm going to mute myself. No. I mean, you're a little frisky for how you were coming in. Uh, we also have uh, the wonderful Stephanie Leake. How you doing this week, Stephanie? There we go. I was waiting for it. And this week, our special guest is uh, North Texas runner Lisa Decker, who just finished the Jackalope Jam. So we want to hear a little bit about that experience, as well as she'll share some of her story as well. Um is there anything I missed, Stephanie, just to get that out of the way? Well, I want to start with, is this most jackalope jam the craziest shit you've done? Or is there something that could top this? Like, is this the max or? Um, so far, it's the max. I have some more kind of ideas that I want to do in the next year or two coming up. But definitely jackalope jam is always the craziest event, event I do every year. I think first, first, like the real firstly, how are you doing, Lisa? Secondly, Stephanie, are you going straight to the jackalope talk? Come on, Lisa, how are you doing? How are you doing? You know, I still think something's wrong with me because I have, I feel totally fine besides just being tired. I have n- no foot pain, no swelling, no leg pain. I have a spot on my back that chafed from my um, weight vest. That's pretty much all that I have wrong with me right now. Yeah, and Stephanie, okay, so you know how I like to jump in. Can we? What is this jackalope jam that we're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Because I was just only, like, "What is going on?" It sounds like know, something you put in between a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That a peanut butter well, and jackalope. I wanted to jump in. Is this the craziest thing? Like, I don't want to build it up, and then there was something that we missed because you've done some crazy shit. So, if you'll walk us through what you did specifically this year, just recently, this past weekend. Well, I want to know her as a person. I want to start with the headliner. Headliner. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's, Let's do a headliner. So Jackalope Jam has been my favorite event every year. I love the timed format because there's no pressure to be like, oh, I have to finish this distance in this time. You finish whatever you can in the amount of time. So I did 100 hours and I did 100 hours the past two years. I wanted to step it up again a little bit this year. So I added a 30 pound weight vest for the 100 hours this year. What the fuck? We want to just like add that in there right there. So not only did she do the hundred hours, but you wanted to up it. So you added the weighted vest for the whole time and you only have one spot that chafed. Well, I had my whole back was pretty much KT tape by the end of the race, but I just have one spot that's still bugging me right now. But other than that, I, I feel good. It's, it's weird. I still keep asking to keep thinking there's something wrong with me. So, okay. So what I love questions, 
Go uh, ahead. What what inspired the weighted vest, and what type of vest did you use? So last year we had a group of people who hung out during the hundred hour that all did weight vests. Was super inspired by them, especially this young woman Sierra, who's she couldn't make it because she's in medical school right now, but. She did 150 miles last year, and I was like, you know, I want to try it. And my goal this year was to beat her, and I did. Um, and I ended up, I went, wore a lighter one at Snowdrop to kind of test out to see how it would go. But just, I wanted the extra challenge. I like, I like doing hard things, I guess. <laughs> I love it. Like, what, so what um, vest did you use? Oh, yeah. Um, I had, it's called, it's Wolf brand. I just found it on Amazon. Um, that I really like. It looked like it had good reviews and just normal. Um, I found kind of the cheapest weight plates I could find because it can be pretty expensive. And yeah, that's the brand. Uh, 5.11 or 511 um, has really good weight vests as well that I've seen. Nice. Now, you in general, like more than anything, have been doing this whole weighted vest or rucking uh, as long as I've known you. It's like, is it your go-to? Because I, I honestly am shocked when I don't see you uh, strapped to the nines with some, with some weight. I kind of like it because I'm still not comfortable running yet. I don't, I've haven't run for a really long time. All my races up until um, I had my weight loss, which we'll talk about that later. Um, we're all walking and now I feel like adding the vest helps my walking get better and my hiking get better. And I've noticed it's also making me feel stronger with running when I do run. That makes total so sense because you're working your core. So this takes me back to where I first met you. And so I want to say it was 2019, 2020. And Something you do at Jackalope is you make sure you're having fun. And so your tent is the fireball tent. And so <laughs> you sign out up for these long events and then you make sure that you're going to have a blast. And then every that's the party tent. That's where everyone goes. And so I feel like you have done a lot that's contributed to this Jackalope um, community where, you know, you were one of the... I, you were the original one of the originals that did the first time was a hundred hours. The first time they did it last year is when they upped it to a oh, hundred. This was the third year for a hundred hours, but it, they've had this event since 2015 and it started as 24 hours when they moved it to the ranch It w bumped up to 48. Then they added 72. And then the last three years they've had the hundred. And you've done and, it. Yeah, every year. The, the party tent. I mean, I bring I bring fireball. We we make sure we celebrate everybody's milestones. We're like, hey, let us know how many loops you have left. Okay, three loops to 100K or 100 miles. And we all want to go out on their loop together, celebrate the whole loop. And I make sure that we all celebrate. I had, I had a friend come knock on my car door at midnight when I finally got to sleep so I could go with him on his 100 mile loop and we could celebrate together. So exciting though to be a part of everyone's you know celebration okay so how many hundred milers have you done because you've also done snowdrop correct yes i think this one was my 10th i don't i don't keep track 
<laughs> but I think it was, it was my 10th. My first 150. That was exciting. And with a weighted with a vest, vest. Like, I like, want to just, like, just, add that. I don't know. It's, I still, I'm still processing that. Like, I still don't know how I did it. <laughs> I also think that the reason, like, you're not hurting right now is the muscle memory. It's like when you get done with this, you know, these crazy adventures, it's like, am I hurting? Is this, is it delayed? Am I just not hurting as bad. I don't, it's relative. I know I've hurt worse under different conditions. Yeah. Um, I, it, it really has put like it into perspective when I'm like, okay, 30 pounds sounds like a lot when someone puts it on, but I used to carry around four times that amount. So 30 pounds is, is nothing. It really, um, as someone that used to be bigger themselves, like, uh, those legs stay with you. Um, there's a lot of power in them. And so I kind of, I can kind of relate to that. I think that's what helped me kind of excelled in some of the longer efforts I've been doing as well. So yeah, that makes total sense. Okay. So another thing that I remember is you also, when my mom was first getting into trail running, um, and she was doing running the rose and she met up with you and you stayed with her, even though she, I think she was a little bit slower than you, but you, um, stayed with her and finished the 11 miler. And then she came back from that and she's like, I want to do more trails. I made a friend. I made a friend on the trail. And so it was such a big deal. Um, and since then she's found people to recruit, to do like, she'll be at grasslands doing the half. She's training. She's even started running. She told me that this week she's doing like intervals and she's like, she'll take the dog and the dog will walk a mile so she can get all the pottying out. And then she's like, the dog will do a 15 minute mile with her. And I'm like, this is so exciting. So um, that's another thing about being uh, inclusive and making everyone feel welcome. So I know that had a big impact on me for my mom because I was nervous about that. Will you share how it's evolved? Because you said that you used to be heavier and you were doing those crazy distances heavier. Yeah. Um, I've always been, you know, proud of what I can do. I have that mental strength to push through and all the suffering you have. And, you know, I wanted to show that I've had people like, oh, I could never do that. And I'm like, if I could do it, anybody could do it. You know, I'm not fast. Like, the first time I did, I think, 22 miles at running the rows, um, Trevor Metting, as he was finishing the 108K, like finishing it, like I was finishing my 22 miler. So I'm not fast at all. But, you know, I, I get to the finish line. I like to be able to push myself. And, you know, I think that has helped me with this journey going forward is that I've had that strength to continue to do more. And now it, I mean, I really, I'm really just trying to push myself, but it, I don't know. It, I, I liked being able to, I could do hard things and being a bigger person could show that bigger people can do the, these things too. Right. Because um, the other thing is you're wanting to push yourself and obviously you've got higher limits to go because 160 miles with a weighted vest and you're sitting here Tuesday after 
you know, this event and you're feeling good, it makes you think, what else can you push? And then it's also, you want to think your um, previous self, because if you had, and people think, you know, I've got to lose weight before I can exercise and you can't do that. You, you have to go into it. Um, whatever body you have is how you get into this. And, and I think, um, that's what I love too about being inclusive and how the trails are so much like there's no um, body shape for the trails, even though Andrew was joking about how, you know, he doesn't look like an elite when he was starting with the elite at black canyons. And I listened to that episode and I was like, why did I agree to that? Because really we don't know, like a, an elite can be any body shape. And um, I mean, and you got what, what place did you get? On the wreck. Well, there were four wreckers. Um, I was only female, so you know, first place female. Um, <laughs> out of including the wreckers and the non-wreckers, there were twenty of us, and I came in fourth, uh, fourth place, first female, wearing a wreck. Out of and, and nobody else, nobody else did. So that was I felt pretty cool too. The yeah, wreckers and the non-wreckers. Yeah. yeah. It's like you and the you first place the guy. First I don't know his name in the ruck, but uh, you guys. Yeah. Were he was going insane. for a world record. Oh, damn. What's the world record? I think it was 200. So I think he got it. Wow. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay, we're going to so we're gonna look into that. Yeah, let's get our yeah, data guy uh, to look, plug some numbers in. And I like how Dylan automatically assumes it's him with that smile. It's like, oh, shit, is that me? <laughs> no. It's a, I got the calculator. Oh, yeah, there GI, you go, dude. GI-87. Hey, last time we asked for data and Rachel Grabo. Did I say that right? I hope I said that right. She, before the end of the day, the, the day the episode aired, had ran all the data for the 100-mile challenge to find out that Matt was DFL, which they later have updated the 100-mile challenge, and it's recorded as um, a 100-mile challenge. Okay, so will you tell us some about some um, a little bit about your weight loss journey and why you decided to take a weight loss journey when you were already doing epic things the size you were? Yeah, I mean, I've always been athletic, always done sports. I found ultra running when I was like around 29 or 30, but I didn't have a good relationship with food. Um, I'll be straight up. I was a binge eater. Like normally my recovery after a long race looks like me laying in bed, binge eating food, which is not a healthy coping mechanism. It's how I coped with everything. So la um, twenty September of 22, I met a friend who had gastric sleeve surgery and was like, you know what, this is, this is something that I think is going to work for me. You know, I've done every single diet known to man out there and they work for a little bit and then until they don't. And so, um, I actually, it was during, I went through the whole, well, I went through the whole process of, I found a surgeon, um, had a consult, um, got on board with a nutritionist. We had to have like psych evaluation. I took it upon myself to find a therapist to help help with the mental side of things. Cause this is a very mental, emotional journey. And it was actually during Jackalope jam last year that I got the phone call from my surgeon's office to say I was approved and to schedule my surgery a month later. 
So that's another reason why Jackal of Jam is really special because everything's kind of come full circle at this point. And best thing I've ever done, I've decided to be open. I know a lot of people aren't upfront about having surgery, but it's the best tool that I've, I've used that I've found that's worked and um, was actually scared a little bit that I wouldn't be able to continue doing ultras because I have, have to relearn how to eat what I can with a smaller stomach and drink enough with a smaller stomach. So that's been definitely a big issue, but I'm, I'm working through it and still working with my nutritionist. She's an endurance athlete, which helps. So and here I am. So are you fueling with like different electrolytes than you were before? I'm mostly doing sugar-free electrolytes. Um, I do a lot of elements um, and I found a sugar-free liquid IV that I really like. It'd be a sugar really doesn't agree with me much anymore. Although some foods I can still do that are sugar. Um, when I would have like an upset stomach, I like something with bubbles. I can't have carbonation anymore. So that's oh something to learn. Carbonation just makes me really sick. Um, and just finding I'm trying to use more protein, but my nutritionist also wants me to add, you know, keep up the carbs, which those again, kind of don't agree with me always with the weight loss surgery. So I keep like, beef jerky on me all the time. I, I pretty much have my whole pack full of my own food now to make sure that I'm staying where I need to be. And a year later, you're fucking crushing it. Like who would have thought, you know what I mean? Like who would have thought a year ago you were getting this phone call and then you were nervous about whether you were going to have to sacrifice like ultras. And then here you are like doing, what was it that you did at running the rose? Um, the 22 miler? I bumped up from the 11 to the 54. Okay. okay. And, and you felt, you felt strong. strong. Yeah. I, the hills just didn't actually it was the downhills that bugged me that I I'm remembering on my last loop, I wanted to video going up that last big hill and I, and I turn around, I do the hill and I keep going and I'm like, Oh, that was it. That was the hill that always killed me every race. And I just went up it. No problem. It's still like still processing all of that. I remember talking to you after running the rows and then you're like, I wonder what else I should like change my distance on. Like who goes into something and it's like, Hey, I'm going to bump it up. And then when you bump it up, you feel strong. Like that's the stuff that can't be replaced. So what are you doing at grasslands? I'm doing the 50 miler. Everyone was trying to convince me to do the new hundred, but in April doing the, um, Capitan 34. So I want to get my I'll be out, there. out there. I'm excited. <laughs> oh my goodness. We can share miles. Are you going to bring fireball? Duh. It's mandatory, right? Plus it's a Yeti race. Yeti races. They know how to party. And I'm so excited to do my first Yeti race. Okay. So, um, I love the four mile loops because then it's like, so I'm going with, um, Shashi and Mo, the three of us. I have begged my husband to go to this race, begged him. I have brought it up so many times till I'm blue in the face. And he's like, I'm not going. And I'm like, you are going to have so much FOMO 
when I come back with all the people that are going from Texas, um, there's a lady at Dino Valley that I happened to run the last five miles with her and she lives in New Mexico and she's going, I'm like, it's going to be a blast. So, um, definitely, definitely. I actually met a guy that did the 48 hour at Jackalope Jam from Michigan. Who's going to be there. And he's like, let's run it together. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yes. With four mile loops, it's like someone, and that's what I was trying to com, um, convince Matt. I was like, you can get 12 miles ahead of me and then share a loop with me, or I can get ahead of you and you can fall apart and then I can come, you know, do another loop. Um, so I'm super pumped about that timed event and it's going to be, and I love my Yeti people. Absolutely. It looks love like my there's going to be a good North Texas crew out there. I see Jessica Hen. Uh, you said Mo. Ben Bridgman will be there. And Liz. Yeah, I'm driving out with Christina LeBay, so that'll be fun. Um, I tried to get Mo to come pick Mo me up, pick and me up. he said that it's going to add like four hours to his drive. So, so. Uh, I, think, I think he would want to go alone anyways, man. That guy flies solo. No man or woman can understand him or how he operates. So he comes and goes like a thief in the night. Um, Master I wanna, Irish goodbye. I want to ask him to be my best man at my wedding, but um, I'll never know when he comes or goes. So, like, it's real interesting dynamic with him. But yeah, that race sounds awesome. I think it's good that Matt's not doing it. I mean, uh, getting close to Tahoe territory there. He said, "Chill the fuck down, dude." You so, know what yeah. he's doing instead? The fucking coyote, right? Yes. Here's the deal: like, New why? Mexico. There's going to be a little bit of altitude. Like, we're going to have like. Not maybe that will affect us, but it's enough that our it's going to, I feel like we're going to feel it or we're going to come back in our garment. It's going to tell us we're, you know, acclimated. So um, he needs it, but he's going to do coyote instead. For like the 10th year in a row. But um, Lisa, so you uh, talked about um, like, all your weighted vest stuff that you've been doing. And as long as I've known you, something that you've always done um, more so than anyone. I only probably recently started getting into it when I trained for the 200 milers. So probably the past two years, but I love it. It's actually pretty therapeutic. Like it's a great uh, contrast to running, but um, you said you're waiting to get more comfortable before you maybe try running. Um, was one running at all in your background as far as like a leisure activity or something for fun? Um, um yeah, I, I mean, I ran probably my early twenties. I played soccer when I was younger and liked running and would run after that. But I always feel like every time I would start, some kind of weight loss journey, get into running, I'd get injured. So I feel like I have this irrational fear that if I start running, I'm going to going to get hurt. And I don't want that. I have run with the best on too and done a little more working up to it, but I don't, I still am easing my way into getting into running more consistently. I, I, I run with the best a lot now too. And there's something about running with a vest that feels more compact and tight and makes me feel comfortable, which is weird. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it just prevents me from going like I can only go a certain pace 
I cannot, cannot increase my stride. stride. And it just I feels kind of cozy. I, I kind of compare it almost to like wearing a weighted blanket or wearing a hug. It's almost like a comfort thing to me now. I I don't know. It helps me when I like maybe I'm, I'm having an emotional run. Like I'll throw it on and it kind of helps center me and calm me when I'm out doing my, my event. Yeah, that sounds a lot better than what I was going to say. I was going to say it's like being in utero and just like uh, pulling a treadmill up in there. You know, giving my mother the rumblies, if you know what I mean. Right, Stephanie? What the fuck are you talking about? That's <laughs> <laughs> why they say we like to cuddle, because we miss the feeling of being back in the uterus. Uh, true facts. I have our data. Okay, uh, so I know you're saying that you want to ease back into running and you're intimidated, but I keep needing to say you just did 160 miles with a weighted vest and you're here saying, yeah, I, I feel fine. I've got one spot on my back that's bothering me. Like, if that's not screaming, you're ready to, like, get past that uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, then yeah, we'll run some even, laps. Even laps. this this morning, I had, today was my day off of work. I worked yesterday. Um, so today was kind of my more recovery day. I had to text my old coach and be like, how do I recover? Because I want to go out and do like 10 miles right now. And I know I shouldn't like what, how long, what do I need to do? Because I need to make sure I'm doing this right. <laughs> because like I said, normally I can barely walk right now. My feet are so swollen. My knees hurt. My hips hurt. Everything hurts. So this is, this is weird. This is really weird. Something, something's wrong. <laughs> or you just have so much more ahead. Like, okay, so what's the next? So what's the crazy idea that's brewing in your mind that you were saying you've got some ideas? Uh, well, I, I literally today just registered for Dino Valley 100 with some friends. So Yay! Doing that one. Um, I don't know. I'm still thinking, I, I don't know. Vol State's been on my radar. Andrew's head pop up there. Ooh, um, my friend, my friend Scott Tyner is doing it this year, and I'm like, I don't know if I can squeeze it in this summer, but that would be fun to do that with him. Oh my god! Yeah, you got some big stuff ahead, and wow. you've got to ride that wave. Like while you're feeling good post race, like you go register for some stuff. You go if you're wanting to do ten miles on a Tuesday after you fucking did that shit. That's your body saying, like, let's go test limits. And the fact that you're willing to know, like, if something doesn't work, you're going to try something new. Like, you're going to learn how to make it work for you. Um, that gets me excited to see what else lies ahead. Yeah, I'm excited to see what I can. I'm still trying to push myself. I never thought I would... I know I had this, everybody always says a goal at Jackalope Jam and it always crashes and burns usually because the weather is a big shit show out there. And I had that goal and I actually, I, I knew I was going to reach it at some point. And that's when I kind of, I backed off. I slept more. I hung out with people on their loops to get them to the, where they needed to be. I had to wait for my parents to get there to watch me. So I just kind of took it easy on that last day and that felt really good. That's the payoff from like having such an amazing race. It's always 
fun to be able to either like to be ahead enough to take it easy or to finish strong or like whatever, or, or feel strong. Like that's my thing. When I feel good before the week's over, I'm like, Oh my God, that's it. Now, when I have a race where I feel fine afterwards like that, then I'm like, I didn't put any work. I need swollen ankles. And I have texted Brandy so many times. I'm like, I want my swollen ankles. I want to go push myself to that limit. And when Matt had swollen ankles from Black Canyons, I was like, you fucking earned that. Like, that's when you're starting to test your limits. So you definitely have um, more to more to go. But I still can't get over the weighted vest. Andrew, what's the longest you've done on the weighted vest? Um, I would joke and say Cocodona. But because that, that was like count. that was twenty five pounds, I was carrying the whole race. No, um, but people joke about that. It's really like, oh, you rucked all of Cocodona or Moab, which is true. No, uh, I've only done a fifty k most, and and that was a race I did. Ramble and the Brambles, fifty uh, k, and um, I tell you what, like there's something therapeutic about the weighted vest. Like that whole time, like, yeah, I could be running this, get it done over with, but I would be more miserable. It, it was weird how obviously I was out there longer than everyone else. Um, but not once did I really have a low moment. I was just enjoying it because I knew what I was doing and I knew what I was trying to do. And the struggle in a way was less. And I actually really wanted to go to Jackalope Jam and probably do the weighted vest this year uh, because people like Lisa and everyone else were talking about doing it. I was like, I really want to do a longer effort. Um, it didn't work out, but that was the event I was looking closely at the most because um, everyone was like 30 the 35 pounds. What was the the most? Was it 35 or? 35 or- I think it was around 33, 35. They didn't really, we weren't required to weigh in. So it was kind of more of an honor system thing. I actually needed to weigh mine. I have a pouch I've attached to the front of mine. And I want you to see how much mine weighed with all my snacks and water in there. (laughs) Probably added up. And we had a really good group of other guys out there rucking. We had a really special bond. There's this guy, Cam, that was almost 300 pounds. We had a nice talk about weight loss and doing stuff. And he used to be a professional um, soccer player and he did a hundred miles in his weight vest. Another guy, he had his knee replaced two months ago and did a hundred miles with his weight vest. And we, um, we all traded uh, patches, which was really cool. So I have some new, new patches. I lost a few on the back of my pack, but I gained a few, um, this guy Shannon was a Desert Storm vet and gave me his unit patch from the army. So that was really special that I got from him. And it's, you know, we weren't primarily going to talk too much about the race itself, but um, from what I saw, the conditions, I mean, Jackalope has been pretty wild the past few years. Last year, I would say last year wasn't too bad other than the first like two days where the wind just kind of blew everyone's shit away. Um, someone caught my tent and literally caught my tent as it was floating away in the, in the sky. So, um, the conditions this year just seemed wild. I think I saw like it was cold, but then it got hot during the day, but then like, then it got really pretty insane at the end and windy. I was down in Houston, 
uh, during the last few days of Jackalope, and it was pretty miserable outside. So I was like, holy shit. Um, how are the conditions out there and how did that affect you? Cause you're mo- having to move slow with the vest. Yeah. The first day it was sunny and 75. It was beautiful, but we all got freaking sunburned, like the backs of my legs and everybody got burned. And then it was just overcast for about two and a half days. The next day it was really humid. And then we got this cold front blown in where we had like probably 25 to 30 mile per hour winds with like 60 mile per hour wind gusts blowing at your face. I ended up sleeping and like gave up on my tent. I ended up poking holes everywhere in the canopy to, just to keep it on. Um, and then oh, we got rain one day. I think I went out right when it started. I got up at 2 a.m. in the rain and went till about 6 a.m. in the pouring rain. And then... Overnight, yeah, I was in the 40s. I think the last day it was in the 30s. We always got ev- get every single season during Jackalope Jam, it seems like. Like, we get anywhere from tank top weather to I was literally wearing, I, I bought a wearable sleeping bag. I wore a sleeping bag pretty much for part of the race. And just really fast, this was a longer a course this year. It was two miles instead of the one and a half. And I, someone said it was hilly at the end. So is it on that level a little more challenging than usual? It was a little bit because you had a hill kind of on either end. The start finish was up um, near where the bathrooms are and it's slightly uphill. And then at the uh, other end, you're going uphill and you hit sand. So we get the infamous 7IL sand out there. I think, but I think I got. Only about 6,000 feet of gain, I think, when I looked at my stats after that. That is significant for normal jackalope jam. Like 6,000 feet is very significant. Do you wear gaiters? <laughs> um, about 75, I did not wear gaiters. And about 75% of the race, I was wearing Tiva sandals and engine G socks. I gave up on my shoes and I have zero blisters and I think I found my new thing. So do you normally race in those like on other trails? I think it started when I would have really bad foot swelling. I've never really done them on trails, but I'm more like at Snowdrop or um, during Tour de los Tejas. Um, after about the first day, my feet and ankles are so swollen normally that I don't want to put my feet in shoes and I wear sandals and I have no issues after that. And the Tevas, I mean, they're thick enough sole that I could, I was running in them and I don't, I don't know. I think I'm the only one out there that didn't have any blisters, but I also am missing a few toenails from snowdrops. So maybe that helps too. They haven't grown back yet. <laughs> So I'm on mute. Stephanie. I think I'm down to like four no, or five yeah. um, toenails missing from snowdrops. So maybe that so, helped. Sorry for that awkward silence. I think Stephanie was trying to say something, but she was muted. So, Andrew, I saw you attention. trying. I saw you trying to talk. I didn't hear anything. Well, was that me? Not hearing something? Yeah. Oh man, no. This is 
This is this is terrible. Anyways, toenails are overrated. First of all, get rid of them early. They are keep overrated. them off often. Takes a year for them to grow back. Anyways, so enjoy your time without them, or at least the bigger ones. So, yeah, um, still out on my left one. So, yeah. Oh man, Jerry's still out on all three of us. To be honest, for many things. <laughs> um, Lisa. So this this. Uh, you hit 150 miles or 100 what officially 150 154 154 uh, what did you message sierra did you message her after this like i beat you <laughs> no but i was she she was messaging me she actually went and did a treadmill run with a 40 pound weight vest to kind of support me but um if she can she'll be back next year so we might have to uh battle it out out there that'll be a fun little challenge to do with her can i say when you're in the middle of a race or a hard run or whatever the situation is and you call a friend and they run with you in spirit like her getting on the treadmill with a 40 pound run like Nothing says I support you better than that. And the only person I've ever had to do that was Richard. I was doing an eight mile, 50 miler over 24 hour, like Yeti style. It's when they did that Yeti 50 mile challenge. And I had started the night before, so I had not slept all night. And it was the last leg was at noon in the middle of the heat. And I was like, I called Richard crying. I was like, I can't do this. And he was like, I'm going to get out in the heat and run with you right now. And I was like, oh my God, I can do this. Like I've got 46 miles on him, <laughs> but he like for her to get on the treadmill and like, you know, someone else out there is suffering, which you weren't suffering. You were having fun, but still to know someone else supports you on that level. That's a shout out to be able to do that for a friend. Friend. Yeah, and we have a whole um, group chat that we started the day the, the 100 hour ended to the first year, three years ago, with a bunch of people in, in Sierra. And the whole group the whole time was messaging me and checking on me. And we were sending pictures. And, that was, and so that was great to have their support. But not a single one of them made it this year. I think I gave them FOMO. Hopefully some of them will be there again next year. Will you do the weighted vest next year? Or do you want to try to like run and see what you can do? I don't know. I think I, I think I'm stuck with the vest. I'm I don't know. I I initially wasn't going to at this one. And then I think Victor, little Victor Val Valenzuela, however you say his last name, kind of called me out mm -hmm. um, in a little his hit list that he does. And um, he didn't even register. So um, thank you, Victor, I guess. <laughs> it wasn't Hobbit for that arrow. extra push. I feel like he's just doing habanero now. He hates himself that much. Oh, speaking of which, weighted vest habanero? No! No, but that's, that's that dumb. I, I, I think I, I'm just going to volunteer habanero. I No, that's they, dumb. They, they pushed it back, back. Uh, to the end of August to maybe better weather. I'm actually interested in now. Let's kind of, let's talk after this, Lisa. I think we can both do some weighted best habanero shenanigans, you know? No, no, I'm vetoing don't, don't it. Threat, don't threaten me with a good time. Uh, weighted best relay team. No, no. <laughs> weighted best relay team. Ooh, 
you yeah. have my attention now. Yeah. See. Okay. okay. That would actually be pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, I did a relay once and he wore a full um fireman um fit for a loop. I don't even know who you're just talking about, but he sounds uh that's very um confident in himself and a like oh, a is, very strong man. I'm I'm you know good good for him. Lisa, I want Lisa, you to want know, you know that DDR is the everyone quit, quit habanero after three loops. Yeah, we all DNF that shit. You don't want them on your relay team. <laughs> I'll find some crazy suckers. We can we can make this happen. I'm I think we should um hundred K relay though, no hundred mile relays. The seed has been planted. Just choose wisely who you let on your team. This will be fun. Let's do it. I'm down. I said I'm not going back to have an arrow. I think it's like two weeks after Bigfoot, but I think I can make it work. Good recovery for me. Let's do it. I'm down. I'm I'm, going to start a group chat and let's recruit some people for a habanero weighted vest relay team. Uh, Matt Lake's gonna okay, join Andrew us. Andrew likes to sign you up can't for shit do and DNF it. So what? DNF it just DNF because I just DNF. You DNF'd Black Canyons, and okay. I said, "Would you do this okay, again?" Just and you're because- like, "Yeah, I'm still gonna sign up for shit and not finish." Like that was your okay. Response. I DNF. I DNF one race recently, and you think I just DNF all of them? What is going on? Wow, yeah, that is that is a terrible mentality. Uh, everyone. Andrew likes to DNF fifty k's, but not two hundred milers. I will. I will gladly. You've DNF never DNF a, a big one. I haven't DNF'd a goal race other than my first ever hundred miler, but that was kind of a last second goal race. I kind of got coerced into doing, but, but yeah, yeah, Oregon. I didn't plan on doing that. that- but, I know that was you're taking that as a DNF, but you were pulled from the course because of cutoffs. So yeah, I that's feel true. Like that's a different. I fucking came out like, like I was proud of myself. I'm like these fuckers had to literally restrain me, pull me off the course. Lisa, has anyone ever had to physically pull you off the course? And at this rate, that's do you think right. that's going to be the only way, the only way you get off, get off the, course? the course? I've never been pulled off a course, and yeah, probably unless I'm super injured and just can't move um is there a race that you finished now you recall being this is the lowest i've ever been like that came close to calling it um probably orion 100k i didn't sleep well the night before and i was already hallucinating like at 9 p.m so that was um very interesting. I think I sat on the beach and cried in the middle of the night by myself a lot. So that one, I think I almost gave up on. But I finished. Heard a lot about that race, but it was by the time I started doing trot races, they pulled it, I guess. But is there any uh, other races coming up for you that you're uh, looking to do big things at? Um, well, we talked about the grasslands and New Mexico. What's after that? So oh, doing, I Paris, actually was, doing the 100K at Paris Pair, and I'm debating if I want to ruck that one. I think that one would be a good one to ruck. God, you're crazy. This is craziness. Stephanie's over here yelling at the top of her lungs, like out of yeah, excitement. Yeah, I know. I'm crazy. I have these dumb ideas. 
I have a, I'm getting a shirt that says I'm training for something dumb. Hmm. I love it. So I, I'm curious. Um, I see you, you have the volcanic 50K on your list for August. August. Tell me. Yes. Tell me yeah, that. we just signed up for that one. Um, we actually, um, Jeremy, Carmen, Christina, Melissa, and I signed up for it in 2020. But, of course, everything got canceled. And we went out to um, Oregon and Washington just to hang out and hike anyways. And now we're going back and doing it. And that that's the only 50K I know where you have to submit proof of being able, of having finished a 50K to do because it's so difficult. So I'm looking forward to running on that volcano. Wow. Yeah, so if I'm correct, it's a, basically a 50K loop around Mount St. Helens. Yeah, that's so, and they say ass. you're it's a 50K that will feel, and you'll have time more like a 50 miler because of how difficult it is. Oh, I bet. You're looking at 7,200 feet across that 50 kilometers. That's no joke. But I'd imagine it's absolutely beautiful every step of the way. Oh, it's, it's breathtaking out there. I'm... I can't wait to go. That'll be that's an, that's one of my A races this year. I think also. I love it. Yeah, Go Beyond is one of my favorite race organizations. Um, I've never heard of this race. It was super awesome, Dylan. There's still room. You should uh, register. <laughs> I know. I'm tempted. Yeah, Stephanie. You, this August. could be good for you, Stephanie. You've always said you wanted to run around a volcano. You I like am literally hot. running a hundred miler that same weekend. So cool. it's out. But you're amazing. You can do two things at once. Yeah, you can multitask. Can we get, can we record that? <laughs> Andrew just said I was amazing. I'm just going to use that clip and I'm going to play it over and over and over on repeat. We still have time, to, have edit, time to edit. So. If people still had their phones on, um, on had ringtones, that could be his new ringtone, but everybody's phone is on silent nowadays. <laughs> yeah, right. I had to, um, when Matt was at the Black Canyons, I had to, like, Google how to turn my phone on sound. Because the new ones, you have to hold the button down. Ah. There's no switch. Oh, right. I forgot you have a, you have the 15 or the iPhone 15. Whatever the new one is. Yeah. Okay, are y'all ready for some trivia? Yeah, let's do it. Or you have questions, Dylan? No, no, go for it. Okay. So, this is. Lisa, will you mute? There's an echo. Okay, I think this is an easy one. It is in. Uh, first of all, it is we should all- describe what. So we apparently this new thing we're doing for the third season, um, because we have no direction in this podcast. It's as you can tell, it's all over the fucking place. It's a um, race trivia, but it's race showcase at the same time. Yeah, she's gonna describe a race, and then we have to guess what race it is, and then she'll highlight it and why we should run it or why you should ruck it in particular, Lisa. Yep. So, all right, Stephanie, take it away. Can't wait to guess it in half a second. Let's do it. Okay, it's in Utah, and it's only on even years. Even years. So, it's... 
That's all I'm giving you because that's way too much information. The hundred miler is only on even years. This is a latter day same thing. So it has multiple distances. Yes. In May. Ooh, you really don't know. Why would we know? I've never. Have you heard of a race? Bryce Canyon. Wait, I was what? The my tongue, girl. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Br- Wait, what? Bryce is only even years. I didn't know it was. Yes. A- I didn't know every other year. What? So that's something you have to think about when you're planning. I'm doing Zion this year, but like maybe I should another, do Bryce instead. <laughs> another fun fact I found was there was a race that said if you refer somebody to this race then they will give you $15 credit back or refund you $15 for every person that signs up. I'm thinking about all the races that we do and we get people to sign up with us. Like you, you encourage people to sign up for the stupidity. You could get your race paid for and the race director benefits from you recruiting people as well. I think it's brilliant. That's just, you know, something I think people should do. Did y'all see um, Forbidden Forest? Is that the the one that was the Florida one? Oh, Forgotten. Forgotten Florida. Yeah. Did y'all see yeah. that it was worse than Rocky? Yeah, the mud. Yeah, I'm good, dude. Um, it was streams like you couldn't even see where the trail was and it rained for... Um, like 26 hours or 36 hours or something. Um, I'm definitely interested in in hearing about that that race. Yeah, we had a few people that we know do it. It's just like, I don't know why every trail in the North America right now is uh, wet. Just like, can we get rid of some of the wetness? This is... Um, we need- I'm pretty sure Lake Murray broke me a little bit this year. It breaks everyone. I warn everyone. It's horrible. <laughs> It, it's due. I said last year it was due, but then Stephanie was like, oh, I hope it rains more because I want to redeem myself and run in this and finish the race and not DNF it. But you know what, Stephanie? You DNF'd it. Just like you're coming at me about DNF. Yeah. Twice. I learned my lesson. I'll never fuck. I'll never put that bad karma. No. I should have learned it from when we did loop the lake and Dylan looked up to the sky and said, God rained down on us and it fucking poured all day. And I was like, this is your fault. I will say Lake Murray, do it. Like just maybe um, look at the forecast like two days before and then go for it. Sign well, up. I, I do want to interject real quick and say that historically, at least if we're looking back the past three, four years, right now is when we should have gotten our winter apocalypse, whatever yep. you want to call it. Yep. So it's weird. Things are, I think things may be trending hotter, which means that the summer races may be more brutal. Uh, um, fucking but gopher. That gopher is full of shit. So, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, Punxsutawney. Yeah. Is there, so is Lisa, as we wind down this episode, it just, is uh, this volcanic 50K going to be, I guess, your first true mountain event? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've done the shorter distances at Franklin's, but um, yeah, I think it'll be my first mountain race. So I'm I'm excited to see, see how that goes. I'm not never been really good at 
climbing and stuff. But like I said, I, I'm, everything's, I feel like I'm at fresh start right now and just trying everything for the first time. You say that, but you just rocked 154 miles. Yes. I'm just going to throw that out there. And I'm still, so many people at Jackalope were like, I don't know how you're still keeping this pace or how your feet aren't hurting or how, and I'm like, I don't know how either. I'm still, I still don't know. It, it's, it's interesting and mind blowing, but I'm still shocked that I did it myself. <laughs> And in the costume that they're going to see on the graphic. Oh yeah, yeah well that's, that's the best. A, yeah, fucking... I had that. It only it only lasted one loop, and then I I wore a, a cone on our. Um, I started the tradition three years ago for at nine a.m. The seventy-two, forty-eight, and twenty-four hour races end, and the hundred hours have the last four hours. And I started tradition uh, on Sunday at nine a.m. We're all going to go do a loop together. This year, I ran the obstacle course that's out there with some of the guys um, dressed like a cone and holding a beer. So, <laughs> the obstacle course that's was my goals. favorite part of last year as well. It's fun. Oh, yeah. You did do that one last year. I have that yeah. on video. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Ran with the avocado and shit. And I remember Nick Peterson ran with your, was it your, no, someone's weighted vest he ran with. I think it was Sierra's actually. I, I think he put, he put Tommy's on. I think Tommy oh, was Tommy. done. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Um, I think this is the start of something awesome though. Like it's, you seem to enjoy it a lot more. You seem excited. You seem like you're ready to embrace like all these new challenges. It's like, you're just starting again for the first time, but not in a bad way in probably a better way than before. Like you're brand new to this, but in the best way possible. So like your enthusiasm is pretty contagious. You're not brand new to this. You're brand new to knowing what your limits are. Like you're in that unknown territory of knowing what you're capable of. It just feels weird that I'm, I'm doing a lot of the same things like, without the suffering, but I kind of enjoy the suffering. So that's maybe why I'm pushing myself more because I need that suffering. I, I, I tell people all the time that I think endurance athletes, like ultra runners, we enjoy or think we deserve some form of suffering in our lives. That's why we're able to do these things over and over and over again, pretty much. Well, yeah, because you, you break through that ceiling and then you're like, okay, what's next? Yeah, pretty much. You earn. Just, what can you do next? What, what what can I make myself and suffer through and feel, come out on the other side? You earn the swollen ankles. You earn those. <laughs> you earn the pain. Or Brandy and I will say we want that like... Um, that leg soreness, like we did a long run, which was crazy. I did Mount Scott on Saturday and felt nothing probably because I was so fucking cold. My whole body was numb Sunday. I ran at Samson and I was like, ah, I'm kind of achy, but like didn't really hurt man. Monday, all the, the vert from Saturday, Ooh, I was hurting so bad yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's Dom's delayed onset muscle. Sauces. Sauces is the word you're looking for. Salsas. Sim 
Anyways. Soreness. Soreness. Sorry. Is it? Yes. Is the last um, word soreness? It's soreness. Yes, soreness. Syndrome. It, no. Is it soreness? <laughs> is delayed this really onset. what DOG stands for? <laughs> what, what does delayed onset muscle syndrome mean? It doesn't describe what you're... <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a common thing. Everyone gets DOMS. Anyways, Mount Scott I, does that for you because we don't have... Soreness. We don't have long sustained downhill running anywhere in Texas. Mount Scott is this... <clears throat> But I didn't place in Oklahoma. Yeah, no, yeah, it, I was yeah, the same way. I was like two days after. Two days after I did Mount Scott last year, I was in shambles. Like it felt like I ran a hundred miler, um, and I only did like fifteen miles. So, everyone was complaining about the cold and the wind chilled on Saturday, and my dumbass did not think how it would be even. I know it's colder at the top of um, Mount Scott, and it's all exposed. But I didn't think about the cold front. It was so cold and I almost quit. And I was like, I wanted to call Matt, but he was sleeping. So I was like, I'm not going to wake him up. And I didn't have the right gear. I was colder than shippy. That's how bad it was. Because the higher up. So everyone was complaining about the wind chill on Saturday. I'm like, y'all don't even fucking know. Go up the side of a mountain where it's all exposed. And so bad. And... You put that it was runnable. You posted that it was a runnable. Yes. You can't run up that. Is there anybody it's, that runs up Mount Scott? If you yeah, do, listen, let me know. Call I've me. Ran, I've ran up the entire. No, yes, I did. The first time up. Oh, my God. It's a slow trot. First of all, it's a runnable doesn't show. Runnable is the terrain. It's a it's a road. Stephanie. It's, it's not a technical. Paved road. I never ran. And it's I only never, a 5%, kept, 6% grade, which is a perfect grade for a lot of people just to trot up. I've done the first one without stopping before. And then I was done. And then I never wanted, I never want to do it again. But like, um, I waited, best upped it before. And then I made the mistake because up it, I was like, holy shit, I have to come down with this vest. And that was uncomfortable on my quads have not recovered. But like, yeah, um, Mount Scott, uh, Lisa, have you been there or heard of it before? I've heard of it, but I haven't been. As, you know, it's got a good like six hour drive, I think. So yeah, from you guys, it's it. it's about two and a half. From it was, us, it was, but it was two and a half from my door to the trailhead, and I stopped for gas. This is the trail I'm going to start hitting up, training for some of my mountain races or trail. It's it's a road. Um, highly recommend it. It's awesome training. Uh, I did weight vested, weighted vested, uh, whatever, and uh, it, it was definitely extremely rucked it. There we go. It was difficult. <laughs> it was pretty terrible on the way down, but yeah, uh, perfect area. Look into it. Anyways, was that a can't let it go? That's what it sounded like. To was me. that I? What was? No, that? I have another one. Oh, I want to know how much <laughs> feet per gain per mile is five percent. Five percent like 300 feet or something. I know I can't do geometry right now. I'm going to let y'all go first and I'm going to try to do this math problem. All right. Okay. Well, we've, uh, we've reached the, the segment in our program that we call our can't let it go. It's just anything running or non running related um, that's been on your mind this week could be the obvious um or it could just be something totally random it's up to you so um just to kick us off i'm gonna start with andrew um what can't you let go of this week 
Well, this week I officially am starting my training cycle for Tahoe 200 um, since I DNF every single race, um, according to Stephanie. Um, no, I was happy with Black Canyon. I have no regrets with Black Canyon. I made the right call quitting that race. Not fun. But um, I'm ready to get back at it. I'm more motivated. I'm doing Grasslands 100, so I'll be there as well. I'm sure a lot of us will. I know Stephanie will be there. Um, and I'm excited, uh, tomorrow morning. In fact, I'm going to bed as after we get off, I'm going to do hopefully at least a, like I'm going to do a weighted vest run in the morning at like 3am. So, um, uh, Lisa, when I do these, when I train for these long races, half of my stuff is weighted vest. Like it's insane how much it helps. And you'll be, I think as you get more comfortable with what you want to do, if you want to do it, you'll be surprised like how well you'll be able to do without the weighted vest in some of these other events. If you choose to, if that's how you want to approach it, it is a game changer ever since I started doing weighted vest. So I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, this week my training cycle started for the triple crown. So, um, we'll see what happens. Nice. Well, I will definitely second and third weighted vest hikes, uh, treadmill hikes um, have been absolutely transformative for me and my training too. So, um, Lisa, what can't you let go of this week? I don't know. Trying to figure out this recovery thing. Um, <laughs> I um, I texted Tommy after my um, my recovery walk today, and I said, "Do you not know how hard it was to slow it down?" So I think. I'm trying to trying to slow down the week, I think, is what I'm trying to learn how to do, is, I guess. You have any wild, wild sense, sense recovery, recovery bath bombs? Oh, I, I did one today. I'm still like getting some whiffs of it, and I have another one. So mm. I definitely got my hit up Jason. He actually did a couple of loops in his weight vest with me mm. out at Jackalope Jam before he started his shift. So that was real nice to catch up with him. Yeah, highly recommend uh, their stuff and their products. Wild Sense. Wild Sense Goods. We're not sponsored by them. Why the fuck not? Anyways. Okay, well, Stephanie. Okay, so first off. What else can't you let go of this week? I can't let it go. I just did a fucking used my um, cosine sine triangle to fact check Andrew, and he is correct. So I got about 400 feet of gain per mile going up, which is 4.35% gain. I had to do a conversion from mile to feet, and I just feel like a fucking genius. So So 5% would have been 460 feet of gain per mile. We need a screenshot of this math geometry fucking black magic shit she did. Uh, look at oh, look at all that work that she did. Uh, completely, and then I had to Google. Yeah. Completely unnecessary because there's a calculator we all use on Google that literally calculates incline and feet. It well, I me, couldn't find it. Like uh, just, it, the links weren't working because then I kicked up, clicked on the calculator. Either way, but Andrew was, was awesome right. Effort. I tried to fact check him. And all right, save right. that sound bite. Okay, for me. Yeah. Okay, That's I can't perfect. let go that yeah, love it is this weekend. Too. Holy shit, love it's this weekend. Wow. Right. Is yeah, it gonna be a downpour? It's no, it's not supposed to be crazy weather. It's um a Friday night start. And I just love 
a Friday night start, it almost makes me want to do this race, but I'm not going to because I'm going to do Arkansas Traveler when I do my Arkansas race because I really want to do that one. So I'm going to support, going to support Will Bryant. Will Bryant. Yeah, I've been oh, wanting awesome. to get to, some, to Arkansas to do some races. So let me know next time you're going and I, I want to do one up there. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. That's a totally. Community. Highly recommend. Uh, love it. 100 for those interested um, in Arkansas. Andrew, you've never up. done it. Never done it. But <laughs> it's called promotion. Okay. It's called <laughs> way to ruin it. They don't know if I've been there or not. I've I've been on I've been on the trail before. The watchtower. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful area. Um, Athens Big Fork. You should get um, a shirt that says "I DNF that." I would DNF that. Yeah. Okay. I have a hat that says "I'd DNF that." Pretty much. I wear it all the time. Yeah. I want to make a hat for Regina that says "I'd FKT it" because, like, if you read it too fast, it sounds it looks funny, right? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And oh. I've been wanting to do that for a while. I'd fuck it. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I but, have someone uh, that can make it. Do it. Uh, tell her to do it. I know who you're talking about. Unless you got a new person. So, yeah, awesome. Same person. Same person. Cool. Is it Dylan? Okay. Time? Well, Lisa, thank you for coming on and Did Dylan you know, let go of anything. Awesomeness. I don't think Dylan let go of anything. <laughs> he let go of you. He went right after you. No, I didn't. Was, but it's okay. <laughs> the, uh, real quick. It's fucked up. <laughs> You said you, I second that. You let him go. Okay. That was my <laughs> transition from there. Andrew and Delisa, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, mine's not that huge. It's mainly just that uh, I've started running again, and it feels great, and I'm back in the saddle. And aside from some of my ankle tendons still being sore, I'm not sure why. That is maybe the delayed onset muscle syndrome. Um but, uh, yeah, but anyways, thank you, Lisa, for being on. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for sharing your story, and can't wait uh, for your future. And then, yeah, um, I can't wait to see what you have. The in store. weighted vest, habanero relay team. So it's happening. We need. We need a. We need a um, recruit for this team. I will recruit non DDR people for you. Yeah, y'all can't handle it. I'm sorry. She's not even DDR <laughs> officially, so I think right. She's more of a hater. So hater. you're in DDR, aren't you? I'm in y'all's group. I've been yeah, welcomed yeah. in. I've been initiated. I think you don't have, you to, don't claim have to claim us, us because you don't want to be a part of the habanero DNF crew. <laughs> we did introduce her as North Texas, so like oh, this is true. Yeah, yeah, so I was so like, I, was um, like, I don't no, think my, I don't think that area is north, but it's it is north of something. So I'm, I'm North Houston. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> Who did the intro, <laughs> Dylan? Dylan <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to correct him. I had to look at a map. I'm like, all right, Houston. Just double checking. Not <laughs> north. Not have to look at a map. <laughs> of course, I go, fucking go you know every week. Out, out. It's miserable. <laughs> It's All right. right. Well, let's end this in the way we end every week. Happy endings. Oh, no. I'm supposed to press the button. Monos. Oh, no.